piece of music you're listening to is called Uptown Fatness. It's a super energetic, uplifting, up-tempo beat. It's suitable for corporate advertising. It's suitable for uh, products and services aimed at you know younger people, dance, uh, anything designed to bring your energy level up. Uh, that's what this track is about. You're listening to How I Make Music. This is a weekly show in which I break down some of my original compositions, soundtracks mainly, and I take you behind the scenes of how they were made, why they were made, who they're for, in the hope that I can spread some of the knowledge. Here we go. I love that funky break. So we're going to dive into how this track was made today, and uh, I'll take you behind the scenes and share some of the insights for the community of audio producers in order to uh, help you guys understand how it works, how I do my thing, help you make better music if you can benefit from it. My name is John Bartman. I'm a hack musician. That's right. I'm totally self-trained musician and producer, like so many of us, from South Africa. And this is How I Make Music. Today's track, Uptown Fatness. Let's start the show today with a little preview, a one-minute preview of what to expect for the remainder of the episode, and then we'll take a deep dive into uh, into the rest of it. So today's episode, we've got this upbeat, funky pop track. Let's start with just the beat on its own. Let me play that in isolation. Here we go. Nice, fat, chunky funk beat there. Let's carry on with a preview. Here is the bass, just on its own. Cool, couple of bars of the bass there. We'll go into how and why funk bass is so important. Here are a few uh, bars of the brass section. All right, there's uh, obviously quite a lot going on there, which we'll unpack as we go. Next up, the all-important funk guitar rhythm. Here we go. The guitar is so important in funk, and we'll get to that. And last up, that weird-sounding vocoder. We'll get into that, as well as this glitch loop going in the background now. Adds a little texture to the beat. Cool, so we'll go through those parts again one by one, take a deep dive, like I said, into why I've put them together like I have and why I think they work. So regular listeners of the show know that we break down the track into parts like this. Um, before I go any further, I would love your feedback on the uh, podcast and how it works for you, if it's working for you. Follow the links in the show notes and description and uh, hit me up on YouTube with comments or search for how I Make Music podcast. You'll have to scroll down a bit because I'm not that popular yet. But for now, thanks for joining and let's jump in. So let's cycle back to that beat section and break it apart. Here we go. The kit that I used for that beat is called Kit LD. It's actually an Ableton library default kit. So once again, you don't need millions and millions of samples to get the right sound. Sometimes they're right at your fingertips. But that said, you can't just rely on one element to 
create a sound, you need to have an intention. And my intention for this was funk. My friend Django and I, my co-producer Django and I, were fortunate enough to have some time in a rehearsal studio recently. We set up a bunch of mics and recorded him playing the drums. And this is the hi-hat loop that I use in the song, which he recorded. I like the gritty quality of it. I like the fact that it's not perfectly timed because the human ear tends to reject perfection. And most of all, I like the fact that we did it ourselves. There's uh, pride that you take when you make your own samples. And I think the feeling, your affinity towards the stuff that you make comes through in your music. So I encourage you, if you, you know, if you've got the time, go and, you know, rent out a space if you have to, take some mics, make a day of it and record as many of your own samples as you can, you will use them in your music. You'll find ways to use them because they mean more to you than stuff that you download or stuff that you just get in the box from sample packs. The hi-hats are panned in uh, hard left. Was it right? I don't know. My headphones might be on backwards, but they panned in one ear harder than the other. This was a, del a deliberate... Um, throwback to the way that music was mixed in the 70s. This song obviously sounds like a modern version of funk, but I like to include those sort of uh, dated ways of mixing just to provide some of that authenticity. So you'll find the hats when you listen to the final mix are actually far over in the one ear, like they used to mix music in the old days. This tambourine sound comes through and kind of shadows the hats and brings a bit more energy to the track at the appropriate time. Also hand cranked, it's got a little red tambourine in the cupboard that I used for this part. Pretty simple, let's move on. I wanted to add some of the flavours of uh, hip-hop, uh, so I included a scratch DJ and a guy going, yeah! Those sounds kind of play um, back and forth with the guitar in tandem, which I'll play now. I wanted to select something which was a little bit hood, if you know what I mean. Hip-hop scratches and, you know, just the guy shouting, yeah, like a sample that's being played almost on like an early sampler. That was the feel that I was trying to get across there. Uh, the scratching was actually done by my friend Nick Knuckles, but like 10 years ago or something, 2012, when we were in Seoul. I had a whole bunch of scratch samples. Again, we spent the day like farming samples and I still use them to this day. Fortunately, the tempo synced up quite nicely there, so it's still quite high quality vinyl sound that you can hear. That's straight from his turntable into the software, so it doesn't get much more uh, crisp and pure than that. I was quite happy with the way that the clap sound came out. Now imagine like an early 707 sampler. It's got that really artificial sounding clap like this. That dovetailed quite nicely with the overall sound I was trying to create. So we've got this kind of uh, vinyl scratching, a, what sounds like a, a guy being played on a sample. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got this clap and we've got this artificial round sounding kick. So the whole picture that's been painted here is an era in the early days of sampling and uh, when funk was still kind of 
in the mainstream, but sampling and hip hop was starting to come in. So we're talking like early 80s here. That was very much the era that I was trying to create here with um, Uptown Fatness. So that pretty much does it for the beat. Let's move on to the bass line. The bass line is so much of funk. It's so much of the rhythm. So I've got this simple melody, but really this is about the rhythm. Give it a listen. one clear little moment that stands out, uh, which is the buzz on one of those samples. Here it is again. There are way better software patches for bass nowadays, or even like using guitar rig, you can take a real bass uh, and make it sound like, you know, way better and avoid these kinds of quote-unquote mistakes. But once again, I like the fact that we've got this almost unnatural sounding bass line. It pops, it's got a very low attack value, so it sounds like it almost starts quicker than it should, uh, and it's got a vaguely unnatural sound. But I like that because it, once again, dovetailed nicely with the uh, kick and the snare and the yeah sample, which all sound like they're being played on one of these new machines uh, called samplers. Well, new in the 80s at least. The key thing was to try and make it sound like it was from one era. The guitar in funk music is pretty fun, easy to emulate, and kind of goes along with the hi-hats with a quick 16th rhythm. Let's give it a listen. The wah pedal creates that funk sound. That's what this is all about. You pick two very simple chords, in this case uh, C minor going to an F7, and uh, you just kind of ride that wah, so it's actually more about your feet than your hands. So very cool, very rhythmic, very simple, and definitely very funk, and that keeps going throughout the track. Until we reach our chorus part, where we've got these slide downs like this. Then, during the massive build-up moment in this track, I've picked the same chords, but with a higher voicing, so it creates a bit of variation, which is key. In loop-based dance music, you want it to not sound like it's copy-pasted. Just a quick note on theory, the chords being played here are C minor, going to a C minor 6. What your ear hears is usually the top note of a chord, so this one, right? But it's actually what's going on here is it's going from C up to F, and the F is a seventh. So that's our basic chord progression, but by leaving out the F in the bass, it kind of stays in that same tonality. This isn't, you know, like a big deliberate thing, it's just... Uh, unpacking some of the way that music works. Um, the bass line for the song is pretty much all in C minor, so the whole song feels like it's in C minor, which would be boring if it weren't for that slight variation. And this is a very common um, funk chord progression, of course. Let's give a listen to the brass section, which sounds pretty fake, pretty synthy, but uh, it's hot and it pops. Here we go. Thank you. 
that in-your-face brass, synth brass line is actually a composite of three layers. I'll play them for you in quick succession. So we start out with this uh, synth brass patch, so this is sampled sounding brass. Next up is a saw synthesizer to add a layer to that. And last up is by far my favorite part of this whole track, which it sounds like a vocoder. It sounds like audio that has been manipulated uh, to sound like a synthesizer, but in fact, it is purely synthesized. In other words, this is uh, a synthesizer trying to sound like a human voice. Here we go. I find it pretty amazing that that sound can be made, and it's definitely an ear-catching thing. It gives this track so much character, and I love it. So um, that's kind of embedded in the rest of the brass sound, and it all comes together with this one big staccato wall um, that really, like, really brings the energy, you know? So uh, yeah, that's a composite of those three parts. I decided to layer them all together because originally it was just that VST brass sound and it just wasn't fat enough and this track had to be fat because it's called Uptime Fatness. So that speech sounding synthesizer, it's called a uh, formant synthesizer or formant synthesis. Um, it, and formant basically means anything to do with speech and accentuating certain frequencies to produce a, a vocal, a human vocal tone. So if you're looking for that quirkiness, I've used it in a couple of other tracks. You can either use that type of thing, formant synthesis, or you can use um, your own voice sample, which then gets pitched up and down. They both have a similar effect. Um, the human ear like, tends to like immediately latch on to any kind of vocal sound. So if you're looking for your music to sound really eccentric, but also to pop, you can use a format filter or uh, by uh, pitch tuning your own vocal samples. There's one other example of the format filter in this song, and it sounds like this. It's right at the beginning of the song. <laughs> I just dig that so much. It is so cool. One more time. And while we're on it, what you hear in the background now is a, just a glitch loop. Um, not very air, not very like early 80s. This is way more like sort of 90s and 2000s sound, very techy. Uh, but I included it just to give the sound some modern texture and uh, kind of reinforce the rhythm. So that glitch sound goes throughout the track. There's one big build-up moment in this track, uh, which uses this LFO riser sound to create tension and then it drops off in one kind of big smooth wave-like movement. Okay, so you've all heard an LFO before. You probably go to sleep at night listening to LFOs like this. The point I'm trying to make is that they're pretty useful for creating build-ups even when they're like as raw as this. It just literally sounds like a one-way form just riding up very little finesse and I think that adds to it because it's so like in your face. There's so much more I'd like to carry on talking about with this track. It's one of my favorites, but I've got a sort of music to speaking ratio that I try to preserve in this podcast. 
there's sidechain ducking, there are bongo drums, there are production techniques that I'd like to share with you, but there just isn't time. But I encourage you to like, subscribe and keep coming back because I'm going to keep on raising the quality of this as we go. I sincerely hope that all of this is useful to the few people who do like this podcast. I really am making it for you. I really just don't really care about like making a big name for myself. I just want like my processes to be of value to other people who make music like I do in a small little room, mostly with software, but with some instruments. So the best thing you can do is just get in touch and say, hey man, I love your podcast or can you make me a track? If you need music for your own uh, productions, so if you're making an audio drama or you need a podcast theme or something, that's what I do. I've actually got a searchable sort of library on my website. So go and check out, you go, go check out johnbartman.com, J-O-H-N-B-A-R-T-M-A-N-N.com. Head over to the music page and you can search all the stuff I've done, which I'm making available for free or very little. You can search it by keyword, genre, mood, title or instrument. Basically, I'm trying to make um, pretty good quality music available to people who are producing their own projects like me um, without, you know, breaking the bank. So I appreciate it if you go check that out. Obviously, share the podcast with your friends, subscribe to it, How I Make Music on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, um, and YouTube too. And uh, yeah, so I'll play the full track for you now. And, you know, I hope you get a kick out of it. It's got all of the stuff we just talked about. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll catch you next week. These podcasts come out on Wednesday. Uh, so I look forward to chatting again soon um, and creating some value for you around your work. Cool. This is um, Uptown Fatness, uplifting energetic funk track, pretty useful for advertising and like in-your-face products aimed at young people uh, in its entirety. Catch you next week. Mm -hmm.